Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally with using fine motor and functional life skills. This is Mr. T reminding you, you could always shoot me an email at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Also reminding you that we have just a couple of shows left until we finish Season 3. A little bit over a week left until the end of the school year, technically, and the end of the semester of this show. We are going to be finishing up with the end of this season coming up soon, so stay with us. Then we're going to take our summer hiatus and come back for Season 4, God willing. We're talking different tips, different ideas to help you in life, especially during crazy corona times. We talked about crossing midline, different games, playing catch. Today, with the help of YourTherapySource.com, some tips on handwriting. And if it goes very fast, we're going to move over to tips why children should exercise. Then we're going to hopefully move over to attention span and some working memory. And hopefully, we're going to end off the season with some ideas of virtual camps for your kiddos, for children, for students in your life, or people you may know who may benefit, especially as it's looking that there's not going to be sleepaway camps in at least the New York region, a lot of day camps are shutting down. I know my kids' camps shut down. And this would be a helpful thing for you. Hopefully, hopefully, we're hoping it would help. So we're hopefully going to end off the year, the season, with that. But today, let's talk about some tips to improve some students' handwriting with the help of YourTherapySource.com. Legible handwriting, which is a thing I deal with a lot, especially in my OT practice, especially in the Board of Ed and the DOE. Working with kids K to 5, it's a lot, a lot of handwriting stuff going on. So legible handwriting is what we're looking for. The form, the size, the space, the line regard, major things that I try to see in the handwriting. It's an important skill even during this digital age. We have a whole episode about handwriting versus typing. We have a whole episode about reading books versus books that are ebooks. I'm very into the actual writing, obviously as an OT, but in general, very into real books with the real pages for different reasons. You can see those episodes from a couple of seasons ago. But even during digital age, it's so important to have handwriting. Handwriting involves motor and cognitive skills that help with letter recognition for reading, memory retention, and possibly even better grades. The best way to improve handwriting skills is to practice, 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 Practice makes perfect. When the child is practicing, there are definite, definite types of quick tips to help improve a child's handwriting skills. We talked about it the other day, the other week. When working on the handwriting skills, when working on the writing skills, it's not about just sitting down and having them rewrite the alphabet over and over and over again, rewrite the same sentence over and over and over again, but giving them different tasks, different games, different activities, and different performance ideas and skills that will allow them to handwrite. That's why I try to use basically any mode of any any type of medium, any type of modicum of effort, of game or task or activity that can involve the writing incorporated into it. Even if we're doing find the hidden items, find the differences in the pictures, solve a puzzle, do a crossword, do a word find, any of those things. If we write down the words, we write down sentences about it, that's a great way to try to incorporate it, in my opinion. And that's a good thing to do, especially during this Zoom and Google Meet age, during this crazy corona situation. But when we're looking for tips on handwriting, there are different things we want to look at. 
and different things we want to try to do. We want to try to provide a model of appropriate handwritten letters. Providing a visual example will help children write with proper letter formation. A lot of times I'll write it for them, or I'll type it for them. A lot of times I'll have the parent do it for them. They could type it for the child or write it for the child so the child can copy it at least, even if it's difficult for them to write it themselves. So that's giving the model of the appropriate handwritten letters. Then also check the child's position. The child should be seated with a stable base of support at the feet. The hips, the knees, and the ankles should be bent at 90 degrees, and the desk should be one to two inch higher than the bent elbow. We've talked about this before, especially ergonomics. We want to make sure the child is 90, 90, 90. 90 from the back to the legs, 90 from the legs to the bottom of the legs at the knee we want it to be 90 and then from the bottom legs to the feet at the ankles we want it to be 90 so 90 90 90 we want them to sit at a surface sit at a desk where their elbows could also be 90 degrees comfortable not that they're scrunching up or that they're squeezing or that they're trying to stretch too much we want them to be in a very comfortable position in the right position also give the proper appropriately lined paper make sure they're provided with the appropriate lined paper children who are just learning how to write letters need larger lines and or dotted lines on the paper i happen to think that in school especially in k1 and 2 grades the paper is way too big you're giving them way too much space way too much ability to write way too big and we need to fix that so a lot of times i'll cut it in half and i like to also highlight the bottom line which is a tip i learned a couple of years ago already five years in the doe we see the different types of paper the different types of lines the different types of ability for the kids to write the bottom line should be highlighted there should be a middle line that has the dots across and then a top line but i like when it's not so big spaced it's smaller to use there's the double lined paper i really like the adapted paper from handwriting without tears you could take college ruled paper if you want and make your own lines but definitely as the kids get older different grades we want them to be able to have the right paper the right material to write on and you could also adapt it and highlight if need be also check the writing utensils smaller pencils like golf size pencils encourage a better grasp i tell this all the time to different parents and teachers I like to break the pencil in half. We give pencils to little kids that are way too big. They have such little hands. We're giving them a pencil that's at least twice the size of their hand, if not even more. So what I like to do is I like to give them a golf pencil with an eraser. So it cuts down the pencil usually by about a half. And then when they're coloring with crayons, I like to break the crayons in half, give them a half crayon, or give them triangular crayons, or give them big big crayons, the jumbo crayons. A crayon that's a little bit more adapted, a little better size for them to color and write with, because it's just too big to begin with. You can break those crayons in half. There's also pipsqueak markers I like a lot that are mini markers, basically, giving them the proper writing utensil to give them the proper grasp so that they have the right grasp. We want them to have the, the tripod grasp the dynamic tripod where they're holding it with the thumb the point on the middle finger we talk so many activities throughout the seasons about different tasks that incorporate the tripod grasp get them to work on the tripod grasp so they're holding it the right way but if the writing utensil is not right it's not going to happen so we got to give them the right writing utensil also provide verbal cues for letter formation some children need verbal reminders how to form the letters or to start the letters at the top when they're t- starting it at the bottom or they're starting at the middle, that's not the right way. Really, the letters should really start at the top, make sure they're on the lines and they have the right cues and they know how to do it. Many different programs, TV Teachers, great. Handwriting Without Tears is phenomenal, my favorite. Really different ways to get kinesthetic, verbal, visual, and 
different ways to be involved in the writing, giving them different sensory modalities to do it. Of course, you could write, practice writing in Play-Doh, in sand, in water, on a smart board, on a Velcro board, on a dry erase board, on paper itself, on a chalkboard, all different ways to do it also. So give them the proper cues to do that. Also highlight lines, as we mentioned before. If a child is having trouble writing on the lines, use a highlighter or colored pen to accentuate where the letters belong on the lines. Try an incline or a slant board. A cheap life hack is to take a three-ring binder and turn it sideways and write on the binder. I've done that also in a pinch many times. It really can help. Sometimes if children write on a more upright surface, the handwriting will improve. Make sure to stabilize the paper. Encourage the child to stabilize the paper with one hand, the non-dominant hand, the non-writing hand, while writing with the other hand, the dominant hand, the writing hand, keeping the paper in the same position rather than turning while writing. If you have the paper angled in the right way, they can write without having to turn the paper. Make sure to check the pencil grasp. Teach the children how to hold the pencil correctly from the start to avoid bad habits. We want to make sure they're holding with the thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger. We want them also to be consistent. When children are first learning handwriting skills, use one instructional method. Similar writing utensils and the same paper to avoid confusion. We want there to be consistency. We want them to keep it in the same way. We want them to keep it in the same format. And if they need to practice at home, send them home with some homework, quote-unquote, with some writing practice. Let them practice at home because the generalizability, the transferability, the ability to take everything they learn in the therapy room or, or in the therapy session or with the OT, the therapist, and the teacher and the like might not always transfer to the home, might not always go to the home. That's the whole idea why we started this show and to begin with why I started the show in the first place because I felt like with the mandates we have once a week, twice a week, maybe three times a week, 30 minutes, how much so can that translate to the house? How can we transfer it over, generalize it, transfer it to the home because there's only so much time I have with the different kids. There's only so many kids I could reach but with the show we could try to reach many more people and help out people as I like to say to my parents and my students and the like, you might not be able to see me every day but you could hear me every day. Every day, you could listen to me every day using this show. We want to make sure that there's consistency, and the children and the families have ability to practice at home with different tasks, different activities, and the like. We have many, many, many ways of doing that here on OT Talk with Mr. T. So join us as we continue talking tips, and we have so many different ones. If you're interested, you could always shoot me an email, maximumtee at yahoo.com. Join us next time as we talk some reasons why children should exercise, and then moving over to some fixes to increase attention span here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.